Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We've been tracking throughout the day today uh, this uh, news around the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, not allowing uh, two members of Congress, uh, two of the squad, so to speak, uh, to uh, go into Israel. And so I wanted to turn to our ABC News correspondent, Rachel Scott, uh, who has some some insight that on that. Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, these two American Democratic congresswomen are now barred from entering Israel, and the president is okay with it. Uh, Israel's decision to bar Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Ilhan Omar of Minnesota came as the president tweeted that it should happen. President Trump said it would show great weakness if Israel allowed Omar and Tlaib to visit, saying that they hate Israel and all Jewish people. Israel's prime minister weighed in, claiming that the two are leading um, activists in boycott legislation against Israel. And both Omar and Tlaib were planning visits uh, to Israel, and both have been outspoken critics of the of the Israeli government. Uh, Omar has has received pushback in the past for comments that she made that both leaders leaders in both parties rather have condemned as anti-Semitic. But some Democrats say barring her from visiting is just simply unprecedented and goes too far. Even pro-Israel lobby group APAC appeared to disagree with the decision, tweeting that while they disagree with the representatives' views and actions, they also believe every member of Congress should be able to visit and experience what they call a Democratic uh, ally firsthand. Oh, I think that's such interesting insight, uh, Rachel. Again, Rachel Scott, our uh, ABC News correspondent, joining us on the line. Uh, always appreciate Rachel's perspective. And uh, Rachel, as you you mentioned, APAC that uh, again, this uh, very pro-Israel group uh, is saying, "Wait a minute, not 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 so fast, Mr. President, not so fast uh, that we should bar uh, members of Congress uh, the ability to go in and see." What is happening inside Israel, again, an important ally in the region, very important uh, for future things for the United States. Yeah, exactly. And you're also seeing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi come out against this, uh, saying that denying 
denying Omar and Tlaib is a, quote, sign of weakness from Israel and beneath the dignity of the country. And Omar has come out and released a statement saying in part that this is sadly not a surprise, given the public positions of Prime Minister Netanyahu, who she claims has consistently resisted peace efforts and restricted the freedom and movement of uh, Palestinians and limited knowledge of the brutal realities of the occupation um, that has aligned itself with uh, Donald Trump, she says. Uh, But again, this is all seen as very unprecedented. Uh, The president's decision to reach out or urge a foreign country to deny entry of not only Americans, but U.S. officials is striking to a lot of people. Normally, you see these types of attacks between lawmakers, but they stop at water's edge, right? Yes. Uh, but Tlaib and Omar are part of this squad, uh, the so-called squad, these four American congresswomen of color attacked in recent months. I was at that rally in Greenville, North Carolina, when those... Oh, looks like we're having a little sound challenge there with Rachel. We may have We may have lost her. Okay, uh, again, that was Rachel Scott, our uh, ABC News correspondent, uh, and she was just mentioning uh, this uh, rally uh, that happened a few months ago, uh, where there was sort of the uh, the chant uh, of "Send them back" relating to the the squad, the four uh, Democratic lawmakers. And to me, it's it's a really interesting thing in in terms of one, the fact that the the president tweeted about this. Uh, there is something about the water's edge, uh, but I think this is. The, that is one that really goes both ways, uh, that you have uh, you've had many of the Democratic members of Congress uh, criticizing and, and speaking out against the president when he was on foreign soil uh, and in different places. And so I, I do think this is one where both sides uh, have been uh, more than guilty as charged uh, when it comes to uh, the water's edge and, and really uh, reuniting. Oh, good. We've got we've got Rachel back. Uh, Rachel, you were you were just mentioning uh, being down at the rally in North Carolina uh, and some of the things that happened there. I, I want to get to to this real quick. Uh, you, you mentioned the influence of the president. That you know, doing this through tweet is clearly unprecedented. Uh, but in the in Prime Minister Netanyahu's response, uh, does it seem that he's trying to lean more that it's not who? these members of Congress are, but it's what they've done. You mentioned the anti-Semitic statements from Representative Omar. Uh, How are they trying to thread the needle in terms of uh, the action today? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I got lost a little bit there. But yes, uh, the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, released a statement, and you're right. He's trying to thread the needle here and say exactly where the line is crossed. He says that there is no country in the world that respects the U.S. and the U.S. Congress more than the state of Israel. But he also says, within the same breath here, as a vibrant and free democracy, Israel is open, he says, to any critic or criticism, with one exception. Israel's law prohibits the entry of people who call and operate to boycott Israel. And that is something he's saying that these two congresswomen of color have done. Now, they have been critical, right, of the Israeli government. But, you know, how far that goes and whether or not that should be the line to which these Americans, lawmakers, are barred from entering the country is now what is being discussed. And that is what is the controversy here, where you have a lot of Democrats saying that this just simply goes too far. Wow. Always great insight. Rachel Scott, ABC News correspondent. Thanks for weighing in on that today. And I'm sure this is not the end of this conversation (laughs) as it relates to the squad, uh, to Israel and uh, to the president of the United States. Thanks so much. Talk soon. All right. Again, that's uh, Rachel Scott from ABC News. Uh, Always appreciate her reporting.
uh, and her insight there. And I do think the uh, the needle to be threaded. I think the real challenge is: are they being kept from entering Israel because of who they are, or because of what they have done? Uh, and are there specific things uh, that uh, would permit them to be prohibited from entering the country? Uh, and how does that work? I, I do think it's fascinating. Uh, if you missed a little bit earlier, uh, that APAC uh, has come out uh, and said, no, that's that's going too far to prevent them from coming in. They want all members of Congress, uh, regardless of political persuasion, to be able to enter the country and see the democracy and, and uh, the entrepreneurship and the things that are going right and going well in Israel uh, as a key American ally. So, as I said, that's going to continue to be on the front burner. We'll uh, watch that uh, right here on KSL News Radio. We're going to go ahead and step aside, take one last break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Happy Warrior, what that is, why it's important, and uh, how you actually become one. So don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson. I am the opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 